across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyman, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. This episode is brought to you by Rebus University. Hey guys, Pat here. You've heard me talk about Rebus University and the success we're having with it. Have over 120 people taking the listing agent course right now as we speak. Wanted to read you a, a comment. I've got seven comments, all five-star comments on it. And it says, wow, first-class material Jeff Cohn is a rock star. Rachel Adams is a rock star. All the presenters deliver tons of value. Thank you, Pat, for drawing out that little extra from each presenter. If you are a realtor or thinking about becoming one, invest in yourself with Rebus University. I couldn't say it better. Dion hit it right on the head. We've had a ton of people graduate. The other day I read off the list. We've had a lot of people in there talking on the dialogue section. Some of the, the greatest things that people like are, are the way we talk about rapport building, commission enhancements, sales techniques, objection handling, all the good stuff that are going to help you beat your competition over and over again on listing appointments and never, ever, ever lose a listing again to a competitor. And we make sure that by creating quizzes, there's 42 tests that you got to take and get an 80% or better on before you get your certificate as a pass for a certified listing agent. So as a listener of the show, I, I have a coupon. It's a hundred bucks off. Just go to hybendigital.com backslash discount, hybendigital.com backslash discount. It'll take you to the Rebus site. And uh, on the Rebus site, which is rebusuniversity.com, you can look at, you can even play in some of the modules. You can look at a couple of the, the videos for free kind of take it for a test run highly recommend it and of course when you get the course on how to win every listing you get 28 downloads that are completely downloadable print them out change them make put your name on and make them the way you want that all these eight agents from around the world who are top 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 listing agents use on a daily basis when they go on their listing appointment. So in addition to the 10 hours plus of video, the 42 quizzes and the 28 downloads, you get all of that. And then you get a discussion board where you can talk to other Rebus students at the same time. So hybendigital.com backslash discount. Now on with the show. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest today. I have Kelly Higgins coming from Topeka, Kansas today, and we have some very interesting stories to talk about, and uh, although Kelly is not one of these mega agents that uh, sometimes we have, or a lot of times we have, where we're doing hundreds and hundreds of transactions, she is someone who has done a lot of transactions very fast, and I think sometimes the best lessons are learned uh, from what people do 
in their first year. And that's one of the reasons I always ask that question about Survivor. What would you do if you only had $500 and a laptop and a phone at the end of my interviews? Because I want to know what people would do if they were thrown into a new area, a new land, and had to start fresh. Because many times when we go into slumps or when we first start out or when things get a little slow for us, it's these basics and, and these important things are what really sets apart uh, us staying in the business or not staying in the business. So anyways, without further ado, Kelly, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today, Pat. So why don't you give us a little bio on yourself, Kelly, so we can get to know you better. Okay, so my real estate journey starts about 10 years ago, actually, um, when I was only 21 years old. I was working in this very small town down in, in South Kansas, Southeast, and worked for this mom and pop business, a couple of other women there, a very, very well-known family, very um, wealthy family in the community. And I worked there for a total of four months, and about three of those months, I was sexually assaulted by my employer. Um, one weekend after um, several months of that, he kept calling and texting me. And I never answered because I never did. And I went into work that Monday morning and he pulled me in his office and he said, oh, I have some bad news. And I said, OK, what's your bad news? And he said, my wife found out we're having an affair. And I I couldn't believe my ears because that was not the case at all. Furthest thing from the truth. And I just was flabbergasted. I didn't know what to say. And he said, well, I think I'm just going to have to let you go. And I, I was 21. I was, didn't know what to do. I didn't have any other form of really education or money. I, did, I wasn't married. I didn't have roommates. And so I said, well, I'm not going to go quietly. And now looking back, Pat, I think, oh, how courageous was I to say that um, to this, this man who was older. And um, so I said, well, I'm not go quietly. And he said, well, I'll pay you money. And I said, well, how much? And he said, I'll give you a thousand dollars and you'll sign this disclosure. And I thought, well, I don't think that's enough money. And so he said, well, I'll give you 2,500. And I think, I think my face was probably stone cold, but inside I thought, oh my gosh, $2,500 is so much money. Um, I've never seen $2,500. I've never held it, you know? And, and so I said, I think that'll probably be okay. And so I signed the form and I left and I took my $2,500 and that is how I paid to get my real estate license. So at that time you were just a receptionist. Yeah. Yep. And he was, he was like a big broker in town. Nope. He, he, we weren't even in the real estate industry. Oh, I see. Not even in, I'd never even been in real estate. So you were just a salary job. And then you suddenly at 21 years old, you had $2,500 of, of hush money that this guy uh, gave you because he didn't want you to go to the police. Was that it? Yeah, he didn't want me to go to the police. He didn't want me to tell the community because their family was so well known. I mean, it was a town of about 2000 people. So um, everybody knew him, you know, and, and I think actually to this day, I found out that he did it to quite a few other women and uh, he's actually moved out of state. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was a bad situation. And I took the money, though, and I just got my real estate license. I didn't ever really live in a, in a place, though, where it was um, something real estate wasn't a career that you did. You know, most most agents were older retirees or um, wives that didn't need to work or anything like that. So, I mean, it, we didn't even really where I come from. We didn't have an MLS. I like to call it the Wild West. Um, I've held several positions after that that I couldn't even have my real estate license because they said it was a conflict of interest. Um, I was a chamber director, and then I was a, a Coffee County 
economic development director. And so we did a lot of deals, especially commercial deals, where they felt like it was unfair for me to have my license. So you essentially let your real estate license lie dormant for for a decade. For about, yeah, for about eight years. Mm -hmm. And then um, you decide to move to Topeka, Kansas, which is two and a half hours away. Yes. Mind you, the only person you know in Topeka, Kansas is your husband's grandmother. Is that right? That is right. We came here. I took a position with the Kansas Chamber, and they're a lobbyist firm here. And I we bought our home from an agent because I thought, well, I can't find our house there. I don't know anything about Topeka. So we hired someone, and he said, you cannot put your license on an active. You are going to be great. You have the personality for it. Um, you should come to Keller Williams. And that's where I'm at now. And so I did it part-time from September until December, and I went full-time in January. Okay, so you did it part-time. You essentially, we're talking now in August, so you've only been licensed in uh, Topeka, Kansas for 11 months, of Mm -hmm. which three, uh, so that leaves eight, uh, three were part-time while you had your other job. You've been licensed full-time for eight months now, okay? In a brand-new area, you only know one person, your grandmother-in-law. Uh, how many houses have you sold? Uh, 26. Okay. So 26 houses in eight months, you know, roughly, say, three a month, um, mm-hmm. starting from scratch. Now let's find out what you did. How, how does yeah. somebody do that? Okay, well, when I started, I didn't have any extra money to spend on it. So I decided that all of my spokes and my wheel were going to be something that didn't cost me any money. Um, So immediately, the agent that brought me on, um, he didn't like doing open houses. So he just said, well, you can do some of mine. So I started with open houses. Um, And then I just started door knocking and um, just following up with all of those leads. And the first, let's see, um, I started... I started tracking all of my numbers from the very beginning. Um, So everybody that came into the open house, I had them sign in on my iPad, and then I was following up with them immediately. So my first five deals came out of open houses. Um, And then uh, my first six listings came out of open houses as well. What? Okay, wait a minute. Let's stop there. So uh, a couple of things. Um, So what software are you using for people to sign in your iPad at open houses? Yeah, I use Open Home Pro. I used the free version of it for a long time until I decided that I was getting so many deals off of it, I should pay for the $100 a year (laughs) subscription. (laughs) (laughs) And then tell me about Open Home Pro. What does that do? Okay, well, it allows you um, to set up uh, listings inside of it, and then it allows you to hold open houses on it. But the great thing that the app does for you is it allows you to decide what questions to ask the people that are signing in. So I have mine set up to where it asks for their name, phone number, and email, but it also asks them how soon they're looking to buy or sell, if they have a home to sell, and if they're working with an agent. Okay, so, so let me I'm, break this down. So so yeah. the three questions that are as important as name, phone number, and email, obviously, are number one, do you have a home to sell? Yep. Do you have an agent? And what was the third one? How soon are you looking to buy yourself? How soon? Okay. 
And then you have them fill it and out it, and submit it. Mm-hmm. And then what? And it's it's real easy too. They just tap. You know, they don't have to type anything other than their name and stuff. But so it's it only takes a few minutes. And usually when they come in, I say, well, I need you to sign in. And as you sign in, I'm going to give you some information on the home. So that's when I get the flyer and my business card. And while they're signing in, I'm telling them a little bit about the open house. So it kind of makes them feel like I'm not going to give them the information unless they're signed in. Um, there's always going to be those. There's nope. always going to be those people that don't want to, and those are the people I don't want to work with anyway. So I just say, go look around. You know, I'll, oh, really? I'll give you the information, and that's okay. Yeah. Now, what if they put a fake, uh, some fake stuff in there? Well, you get that every once you in a while. You get that. And now, that's okay. Now, what yeah. my, my challenge is, if anyone's listening from Open Home Pro or any of these other apps, because I know there's a couple of them out there now, is, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when you go in on a website and you put in an email address and if it's a fake one it'll say this is not a valid email address has has that ever happened to you no it doesn't but i think people are scared that that is going to happen and i'm watching them as cuz that, that does out. happen so, on a lot of websites and i've done it before because yes. you know i didn't want to spam so i just made up an email and it says this is not a valid email so it won't let me in the site until i put my real email i don't know why they can't do that on these open house things so that you know, you get the right email. Mm-hmm. So they go, oh, oh, yeah, that was a mistake. Sorry. And then they put the real <laughs> one, you know. Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> um, so, I don't so know what do you... why either. But I, I think to do that, though, you might have to always be connected to the Internet. Maybe, yeah, maybe sure. not. And I'm I don't sure. have it connected to the Internet. Okay. So what, what else about the open houses are you doing to get so many people to them? Yeah, sure. Well, I um, always try to get a good good conversation going with someone that comes in. And if I do find someone that I'm having a good conversation with and someone else comes in the open house, I do not interrupt my good conversation to um, make contact with them. I might say, hi, thanks for coming in. Um, I'll be with you in a minute. And then I finish my conversation. And if that conversation lasts the whole open house, then I'm happy with that. Because if I can get one good connection out of every open house, that's a great open house for me. Um, I have tracked my numbers on this and I know that I get a deal for every seven people that come through my open house. So I gather their information. I, if I feel like they made a good connection with me, vice versa, I will text them that night or send them a video text if I feel like that's appropriate. Um, and then I'm, I'm following up by email that night or the next day. Uh, sending them other properties to look at or telling them a little bit more information maybe about the home that they have to sell. And how I get that information is when they say, yes, I have a home to sell. I just look up their name on the county website and find out what their address is. No one has ever thought that was weird that I knew where they lived. You know, I just do it. That's great. Well, I I got three decent, uh, actually really good pearls out of this, if not more. The The first is setting a goal what if we all set a goal, right? Any open house, you set a goal to keep someone there in conversation for the whole open house. Mm-hmm. You know, what a goal that is to have, right? My goal is that one of the few people, let's say five people come through, one of them, I want to try to keep them there a half hour or more, or I want to try to keep them there to the end of the open house by, you know, getting to know them and building rapport with them. And that, that number, that, that's huge. That's a goal, right? I think some people's goal is just to get the people out so they can sit back down on the couch and relax, you know? So, so what a goal that is. Uh, The second pearl I heard was, you know, the video message, boom. I mean, why not? You know, why, why not 
send all of them a video message, a personal video. How long does that take? Take nowadays takes no time at all, you know, and then, mm-hmm. um, and that's huge. And then the third is the CMA, right? Because if they have a house to sell, um, in my opinion, that's if seven people come through and only one has a house to sell, that's the one you want to hyper focus on because that's a listing and. And, and, and I, I believe listings are worth a lot more than buyers are. And so if you can get that listing and simply call them and be like, hey, let me give you a free market analysis or let me come over and tell you what your house is worth. Um, and they've already seen how, much, how professional you are and how diligent you are for the sellers of the house they met you at. Uh, that's social proof already. You know, you've already proved to them that you're a listing agent because you were doing the open house. Yeah. And, you know, something else that I think is really important that people don't do is really tracking their numbers. So like I said, I I knew how many people I needed to get in to have a sell. But also I'm tracking my demographic tends to be a little bit younger at open houses. Um, And then also um, the number of people that come through my open house. I know uh, how many I want to come to my open house because I know how I convert on that. So I hear a lot of agents a lot of times bragging that they had, you know, here we don't get a ton of people at our open houses, but 20. Let's say, they, oh, I, I had 20 people at my open house. And I'm like, well, that's good for you. But I know that I actually convert more of the people at my open house when I only have two or three. And I can tell you every single time I've had an open house that I've only had one person come to, I've converted that person to an agent or to a client, excuse me. And so I love open houses where I only have one, two or three people. Yeah. Uh, you know, like you said, all you need is one that you latch on to and, and yep. build massive rapport. Okay, so let's uh, let's take it to the next step. Now, you also did door knocking. Now, what, what sort of app or what sort of tools did you use for the door knocking or do you use? Okay, I'm pretty old school. I don't use an app to do my door knocking. I use a little map. I highlight what um, streets I went on, you know, before my open houses. And I have physically gotten listings and buyers out of this. I think people see it as more a way to get people to their open house. I had the first time I ever or not, um, I had this gentleman open the door. I gave him my spiel on uh, open house and he said, so you're a real estate agent. And I said, yes, I am, sir. And he said, well, good. We need one. We need to list our house and we want to buy a house out of town. Wow. And I was like, well, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. The, the universe is speaking, right? This was supposed to happen. That's great. So, okay. So you're having an open house. Let's say you're having an open house at one o'clock. Uh, what time do you start door knocking? Um, usually I'll door knock Saturday mornings. And even if I'm having my open house on Sunday afternoon, I have a flyer with me and I'll I'll door knock, and if you want to role play, I'm more than happy to do that. Sure, let's do it. Let's let's just say you're having an open house the next day, you know, in the neighborhood, and I'm sitting around on Saturday getting ready to cut the lawn or whatever I do, and uh, you knock on the door. Okay, knock, knock. Hello. Hi, um, my name is Kelly Higgins. I am an agent at Keller Williams, and I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to hold an open house tomorrow at 1 o'clock. I'm down the street here at 123 Main Street, and I wanted to let you know that you're invited. Now, the reason why we would love for you to come is it's really important for you to understand what homes are selling for in your neighborhood. And then also, if you know of anyone looking to buy in this neighborhood, just coming and checking it out and then letting them know or inviting them, we really appreciate it either way. Hmm. How much is it? Well, it's listed at one ninety nine. Hmm. What do you What do you What do you think I can get for this? Well, I would love to talk to you more about 
that. Um, it's really important for me, though, to see the condition of your home before I can give you a strong price point. Um, is there a time this week that I can come by and take a look at your house? Well, I'm just like shooting, you know, off the top of my head. Why don't you give me the flyer and maybe my wife and I will stop by. Okay, that would be great. Um, here's the flyer. And just for you to, to think about uh, on Sunday, if you see increased traffic, it's probably because they're coming down to my open house. So here's the flyer. I hope you have a great day and um, I'll probably stop by again sometime. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Now, now what are you going to do with that? Like, are you going to follow up with me? Absolutely. I will um, write a little note in my cell phone and then I will send you a thank you card. And then a couple days later, I might pull together a comp and, and actually drop it by your house again in person. Some comps and say, Hey, you know, you were curious. Here's some, here's some things. Mm -hmm. Just chat. Yep. And I set myself up at the end of that conversation for you to think that I must be really successful at my open houses because I said, you know, all that increased traffic you're going to see, it's going to be because of me and my, and and the open house. Mm. So, and then what, what, what sort of follow-up system do you use? Let's say I'm, you know, I mean, in my mind, I would be like a three on a scale of one to 10, right? I'm I'm just kind of curious what my house is worth. You give me a comp. Okay. So you're definitely my top of mind as far as like an agent that I think is cool or, or, or that is, is a neighborhood expert because you're in the neighborhood, but I'm not really moving this year. How -hmm. are you going to follow up with me? Mm-hmm. Well, I will definitely try to talk with you pretty soon after that conversation and try to find out why you're wanting to move. Um, and if it's something that's not real urgent, um, I understand that. But if, if you want in a different school zone or something like that, you know, of course, I would probably follow up a little bit harder. But um, I would try to find out as much about you as I can online, maybe like your phone number and that kind of thing. I would do uh, the drop by with the comps and then and then a get your email just through talking with you in person or your phone number. Um, and then if I don't have anything but your address, write you some notes. Um, thank you. Or, you know, maybe in, in six months, do a follow-up, CMA, that kind of thing. Wow. Okay. And then what sort of CRM are you using to keep track of all these people that you meet at the door knockings? Yeah, right now I'm using LionDesk and I am I have really liked it. I've tried a lot of different ones and, and LionDesk is working very well for me. I love I do a lot of text messaging and I can actually text message off of my computer in their system. LionDesk. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll put a link to LionDesk on hybendigital.com backslash Kelly Higgins. H I G G I N S. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, um, okay. 26 deals in a very short time, not even a year yet. Uh, how many of those are listings? How many are buyers? 12 are listings and 14 are buyers. Okay. So tell me about the buyers. Where are they coming from? Um, they're coming off of my open houses. And then the second place is my sign calls and they're calling my sign that are on my listings that I got from my open house. That's great. And you know what I love about this Kelly is that you know, a lot of brand new agents been in business 11 months. If you were to look at their deals, the most of them or all of them would be buyers. Um, it's very rare that you would see someone been in business 11 months already has 12 listings, you know, sold. And that's not even settled, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not even uh, including the ones you have sitting on the market with your sign now. So, mm-hmm. um so that, that, that's really good. And I commend you for that. Now, did you go into this saying, Hey, I'm going to be, uh, focused on listings? 
Yeah, I did. I said if I spent any money, it wasn't going to be on um, avenues that brought me buyers. I wanted listings. So the first thing I spent money on was a home value website. So tell me about that. Yep. Um, I was lucky enough to get the URL uh, topekahomevalue.com. And it's just your normal um, home value website. People go there and get their home value. But I started doing ads on Facebook with it. I spent $500 on the actual website for a full year. And then I have spent about $800 year to date on Facebook advertising. Um, and so off of that, I have received four listings and um, two buyers. Wow. Um, you know, note to self, uh, if you spend $800 and you got six deals of it, I think you should spend $8,000. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, cause those are good numbers. Uh, those are great numbers. So, yes. um, now topekahomevalues.com, do you do the CMAs or is it like an automated algorithm? Nope. It's automated. Um, every once in a while there'll be one come back that they couldn't do, but I always follow up and I say, you know, this information they can only pull off of what they can find on the internet. I will give you much more accurate, uh, CMA if I'm able to come in and view the condition of the property. And that works every once in a while. <laughs> and then who, who is pulling that information? Who's doing that estimate for you? So like home value leads is the company that home I value went leads. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what do you have to pay them? Do you remember? It was, it was $500 for the year. Oh, wow. Okay. And then, and they'll take a certain amount of leads, I'm guessing, uh, and just figure out what they're worth. And then it shoots at people right away. And then it just gives you a lead to call, right? Mm -hmm. it, it notifies me immediately. I get a text message and I call the people. If they leave a phone number, um, I call them. And if they don't leave a phone number, then I um, set them up kind of in my email. Um, and then I send every single one of them a thank you note. And I have one of them that I have closed um, actually got it off of the thank you note I sent them. So I know that's working. Wow. And is the ad you run on Facebook... Um, is it just a generic ad with a little cartoon of a home or is it your face or what? Tell me about that. Nope. It's a, one of my listings that I've had here and it's, it's an example of a home that you would find in Topeka. And then, um, the same photo is used on the actual landing page. So that way it kind of builds trust with the client, you know, when they see the picture and then they see it again on the next website, makes them feel like it's not spam. Okay. Interesting. And it kind of gives you social proof again as to like, I sell these type of homes. Yeah. Yeah. Very And I try to make it to be, um, our average home price here in Topeka is 130000 Um, So I try to make it between a hundred and a $200,000 property, you know, something that everyone could kind of attain. I don't, I don't cater one side or the other. So pretty neutral. You know, another great thing about your business model, Kelly, is obviously you're, you're spending very little money, right? Your profit margin is probably huge. Yes, I am right at um, 60%, which is a little bit lower than I would like it. But I've tried a few things here and there here lately and, you know, just kind of testing the waters on a few different things, different CRMs and that kind of thing. And that also includes my salary. So the majority of that 30% cost is salary. You mean the the forty percent cost, and you pay yes, your sorry, broker yes. and all that stuff too. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. So okay, well that's good. That's that that's amazing. Okay, cool. So what do you say? I mean, do you have people in the office going? You know, she's cheating, or you know what? The, you know, <laughs> how, 
she must know know she you know somebody or they you know they what's the reaction when you come into an office full time for eight months and you know next thing you know you're the top agent. Yeah, you know, a lot of the older agents, um, they think that I'm young and that I have lots of energy and maybe I just connect to the younger generation and, and maybe that they're, I get a lot of people that think there was an easy button and that's just not the case. I mean, I've worked really hard these last few months and, um, you know, the open houses and the door knocking and, and all of that is hard work, you know, and it's time consuming and, and they just don't see that. Wow. Tell me about a failure you've had um, and what you learned from it. Sure. Well, I mean, I've had a couple of failures at listing appointments. Um, one of my failures, I would say, is is maybe not listening listening to a seller that I had that kept kind of hinting that he was going to go into foreclosure. And I don't know if I just didn't believe him or if I thought maybe I could sell it before. And that it was just priced too high and I spent some money marketing it. And then he ended up going to foreclosure and I didn't get anything out of it. Um, and then, you know, I've had to learn that impulsive clients are really bad clients for <laughs> me. Um, what does that mean? Yes, I had a, I've had a couple now of, of impulsive buyers and, and sellers, but uh, I had one that was from a very prominent family in a, a smaller town nearby, and they have quite a bit of money. It was a, it was an investment property they were wanting to purchase, and I thought, oh my goodness, why, you know, this is a really well known name. Why don't they have an agent? I'm so excited to take it. Well, by the end of the transaction, I, I figured out why she didn't have an agent because she was just. Oh, she just spoke to me in such a rude manner and she demanded a lot and she was very impulsive. So she wanted to put offers in sight unseen. And then once she sees it, then, you know, she wanted to change your mind. And it was just a really bad experience. So I've decided moving forward that I won't work with impulsive buyers or, you know, I'll try my best to make it make them slow down a little bit. Wow, that's great. And that's a that's a great lesson. And I've had that same lesson you know, happened to me, unfortunately, more than once, you know, so, mm -hmm. um, and, and sometimes you don't know, you know, right away, but a lot of times you can get that sense, you know what I mean? Like, mm, that didn't feel right. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I can, yeah. Well, and another really big lesson that I've learned was, uh, I've been really successful with open houses, but they actually account for about 45% of my business. So when I got really busy in April, May, and June, I, w I had 15 buyers and I wasn't able to hold open houses because I was showing houses. And I uh, closed everything in June and then July came around and I thought, oh crap, where is all my business at? And I realized I, w I just hadn't been able to hold open houses like I had previously. So I'm trying to find new lead generation sources that um, will diversify my business a little bit more. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you've got an incredible base to start with, I love how you're listing focused. I love how your work ethic is the, the key to it because at the end of the day, that really, you know, especially when you're brand new, you, there's no free lunch when you're brand new. Um, and uh, you, and you, you certainly, you, you know, so many people over leverage when they're brand new and then they end up with mm -hmm. a zero net profit. Uh, and you've certainly done it the right way. So I commend you f for all of this. And listen, Thank thanks so much for coming on. Um, 
I'm going to put all of Kelly's information, everything we talked about, all the software we talked about, and and uh, the tool she uses on hybendigital.com backslash Kelly. Now it's K-E-L-L-I Higgins, H-I-G-G-I-N-S. Kelly, thanks so much for being on the show. I wish you the best of luck. If I'm ever in Topeka, Kansas, we'll get together and break some bread. Sounds good, Pat. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Rebus University. Hey guys, Pat here. You've heard me talk about Rebus University and the success we're having with it. Have over 120 people taking the listing agent course right now as we speak. Wanted to read you a, a comment. I've got seven comments, all five star comments on it. And it says, wow, first class material. Jeff Cohn is a rock star. Rachel Adams is a rock star. All the presenters deliver tons of value. Thank you, Pat, for drawing out that little extra from each presenter. If you are a realtor or thinking about becoming one, invest in yourself with Rebus University. I couldn't say it better. Dion hit it right on the head. We've had a ton of people graduate. The other day I read off the list. We've had a lot of people in there talking on the dialogue section. Some of the, the greatest things that people like are, are the way we talk about rapport building, commission enhancements, sales techniques, objection handling, all the good stuff that are going to help you beat your competition over and over again on listing appointments and never ever ever lose a listing again to a competitor and we make sure that by creating quizzes there's 42 tests that you got to take and get an 80 percent or better on before you get your certificate as a pass for a certified listing agent so as a listener of the show i i have a coupon it's a hundred bucks off just go to hybendigital.com backslash discount hybendigital.com backslash discount it'll take you to the rebus site and uh, on the rebus site which is rebusuniversity.com you can look at you can even play in some of the modules you can look at a couple of the the videos for free kind of take it for a test run highly recommend it and of course when you get the course on how to win every listing you get 28 downloads that are completely downloadable print them out change them make put your name on and make them the way you want that all these eight agents from around the world who are top 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 listing agents use on a daily basis when they go on their listing appointment. So in addition to the 10 hours plus of video, the 42 quizzes and the 28 downloads, you get all of that. And then you get a discussion board where you can talk to other Rebus students at the same time. So hybendigital.com backslash discount. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.